Hey guys, this is Branson Miller, and thank you so much for visiting my podcast. I hope this episode will positively impact you, and if it does, please share it with a friend. Enjoy the message. Hey guys, thanks for visiting the channel again. Um, Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7, and it's going to be verses 7 through 12 if you're following along. Um, The inspiration from this message came actually from another message that I heard, and I guess the main message, not I guess, but I know that the main message of it was the pastor was really trying to convey that, well, we want all these things, but do we ever ask God for them? And a couple of thoughts I have to to start here. By the way, hopefully you can hear me okay. I'm just recording this in my apartment right now um, on this Tuesday afternoon, so hopefully you can hear me okay. But a couple of questions I want to, or actually three questions I want to ask to kind of start this off. And I, I want to make this message a little bit shorter. Uh, the last one is, I think, around 30 minutes. I want to really aim for 15, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, so three questions to start with. Do we pray as much as we complain? Do we pray as much as we complain? Wow. Imagine if you prayed about everything you complained about. I wonder how much better our lives would be. Or maybe even they wouldn't be better, but they would just be different because we'd see God be working in our lives more than the enemy is working in our lives through complaining. So... That's the first question, and that's one you can just kind of chew on for a while and think about. Second question, do we ask for advice from people more than we talk to God? Or another way I could ask that is, do we ask for advice from people more than we ask advice from God? We both, you know, anybody could tell you who knows better, humans or God. If you are a follower of God, you obviously know that God knows more and he will have a better advice than your best friend that you call when something bad happens. Obviously, the Lord is going to have better advice. And he will tell you, maybe not directly or audibly tell you what to do. But it's definitely going to be better advice than you would find from a person. And maybe God would even direct you towards scripture and say, well, I'm not going to audibly tell you the answer. But I'll show you it in my word. Uh, so that's the second question I think of. And then the third would we, and this ties into the second one, would we call a friend before we call on God? And that question is pretty self-explanatory. Would you call a friend first? You know, bad, something bad's happening or you want advice? You know, do you think your friend's got the best answer or do you think God has the best answer? So uh, before we jump into scripture, let me pray and then we'll get started. Dear Lord, just, just thank you for this day and everything that you've given me and everything you've given everybody. Um, you're so good to us and we don't deserve it. But Lord, when we ask for things in our heart, we're not always going to get them, but you will give us something out of it. And that scripture really shows this. Um, so give me the words to say, Lord, and I hope that this positively impacts whoever's listening to it. Um, I would just pray this in your name. Amen. Alright, so I'm going to read these five verses, and then uh, we'll just, I'll just kind of talk about them. Um, and I really encourage you, I encouraged you the last time I made a podcast to go through the chapter that I, I spoke about. Well, it was the same thing here. 
Matthew 7 is one of my favorite chapters in all of the Gospels, just because there is so much in it about how to live our lives. You know, there's the whole judging section, or not judging section, there's the narrow and wide gates, true and false prophets, and then the wise and foolish builders. Um, there's just so much in this chapter, but I picked this specifically just because it's been on my heart. So here we go, I'll shut up and I'll just read the Bible. <laughs> Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would, what, let me try this again, verse 12. (laughs) So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. All right, so I think I said this before, but it is crazy to me how much is in five verses. Like, there's just so much in these five verses and maybe you don't realize it at first but I'm going to kind of explain what I mean by that so if you've ever done a word study before you find that in the bible the greek words may have a lot a lot of meaning and they can be used in a lot of different ways so something interesting here um, the first word of this scripture I'm reading is ask and ask and uh, by the way I'm going to say that word probably several times, and trust me, I do not mean another word for a but. I'm saying ask, but I'm really going to try to to emphasize that K, because, I don't know, it gets a little sketchy. (laughs) So, all right. The word ask in Greek is aiedo, and aiedo means all these things. Ready? It means to ask, it means to beg, to call for, to crave to desire, to require. So, a couple of those again. To call for, to beg, to crave, to desire. So, here we go. Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. He is not saying here, just simply ask him, you know, like you would ask somebody to to pass the salt at the dinner table. No, he's saying, ask. I want you to beg. I want you to crave. I want you to desire. If you want something, then when you ask me, really show that. Show that you really want it, and it's not just something that's not very important. If you want to get healthy, if you're sick and you want to get healthy, then ask the Lord with some earnest, or earnesty, I don't know if that's a word, but ask Him like you're, you actually want to get better. Because when you do that, you're trusting in Him, and you're saying, hey, nothing's working for me, but guess what? I'm really desiring for you to help me right now. And that's what He's saying. And something interesting, too, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Jesus isn't saying, ask and, oh, I'll think about it. He's not saying, well, if you ask me, you know, maybe somebody else will, will do it for you. No, He's saying, ask and it will be given to you. Maybe not what you're exactly looking for, but he's saying, ask and you will get something. I will help you in some way. So I, I think that's really good and really interesting. Um, and then seek in Greek, 
<laughs> rhymes. Seek is Zetio, and maybe I'm not pronouncing these right, but Zeteo, I don't know. But it means to seek in order to find. So, I don't know why, but when I think of the word seek, I think of hide and seek. You know, you play that as a kid all the time. And it's like, it's <laughs> in the game, you want to seek, obviously you're seeking to find the person. But I don't know about you, but when I was seeking, it was like, man, I just, I'm tired of this. I don't want to seek. I want to, I want to be the one that's hiding. But anyway, I don't even know if that was relevant to the point. But yeah, <laughs> seek in Greek is zeteo, to seek in order to find. So here we go. Enough with, enough with the word studies. I read a commentary and I thought this was really interesting. So I wanted to share it. The next thing so it says, asking will be given to you, seeking you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So let's let's think about this. Who can ask? Who can seek and who can knock on the door? Anybody. Anybody in the world can do those things. Even if you're mute, you can still do it in sign language. You can ask somebody. Who can seek? Anybody can seek. And who can knock on a door? Anybody can knock on a door. So Jesus is saying these three things, ask, seek, knock. And when you think about it, anybody can do those things. And he wants you to do all these things when it comes to him. And here's something interesting um, with the whole knock. And I'm going to kind of focus on this a little bit more. So there's a famous picture of Jesus knocking on a door. Um, I am sure... Like, if you were to look up Jesus knocking on the door on Google and you saw the picture, you would definitely recognize it. Like, it's at funerals, it's at churches, like, the the picture itself is all over. But there's an interesting thing about this picture, and, um, and somebody showed me this just recently. In the picture, Jesus is knocking on a door that has no handle on the outside. Huh. I wonder what that means. It has no handle on the outside. Well, can you get in? Can you get into a house that has a door with no handle on the outside? The only way you can do that is to force yourself in. And that, and this brings me all to the illustration. Our house is like, our, sorry, our life is like a house. And Jesus is always knocking on our door. But how often do we let him in? How often do we let him into our life? Because guess what? Every single time we knock on Jesus' door or God's door, He always answers. Every single time. He always answers. <laughs> I just thought that's just really cool. Kind of a cool picture to think of. We really need to work on in our lives letting the Lord in more often. Because we will really see a change. We really will. So I just wanted to kind of focus on that a little bit. So just a good question to ask yourself, you know, as you go out through your day. God is willing to come to us and knock on our door. But how about vice versa? How often do we go to him? How often do we knock on his door? He's always there, always there for us. But when it comes to our life, he is not going to force himself in. We need to open the door to him, and we need to let him in. And like I said, when we do that, we really see a change. So 
All right, moving on. I'm almost at 15 minutes, so... All right. <laughs> so, verse 9. Which, you, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then... Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, so I'll stop there. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? So, do you understand what Jesus is saying here? Like... You, you are evil, you are sinful, you know, just as humans, we just are sinful, that's just our nature, and I'll keep going here, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him, 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 oh, sorry, I must be like a... <laughs> a bad record player <clears throat> to those who ask him alright one more time just for dramatic effect to those who ask him just think about that for a second <laughs> your father in heaven how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those well you can say the rest to those who what ask him so I made a connection and I don't know if this is biblical or I don't even know if this is why Jesus picked the bread and the snake but I thought this was cool okay so he's given these two examples you know if if uh, your son asked for bread we give him a stone and then he said uh, if, if your son asked for a fish why would you give him a snake so a stone and a snake both can represent death. Think about it. Back then in biblical times and I mean just in history in general, when people were martyred, so when Christians were murdered for being a follower of God, a lot of them were stoned to death. And even they threatened Jesus to stone him to death, but he got away. And then a snake, obviously Satan and sin entering the world was influenced by a serpent so a stone and a snake equal death but uh, so and then the vice versa that bread and fish equal life and you see that in the feeding of the 5,000 like I said this this is just kind of like a connection I make made I don't know if Jesus did this on purpose but just kind of a cool thought how the stone and the snake kind of represent death and the bread and the fish represent life um, that's re- I thought that was really cool. So, in a connection to make with that that story, we're not going to get into it, but the feeding of the 5,000, the crowd desired food, and they were expecting food from God. But what do we expect from God? And do we even desire Him? They desired food, they got it. They desired time with Him, they got it. What do we desire? Do we do we even desire him? Because if we do desire him, we will get something. We will. Like I said, I don't know what it will be in your life or mine, but I know I will get something when I desire God, when I seek him, when I knock on his door, when I ask him. I will receive something from him. Sorry, I'm getting a little fired up. I, I just love this. In the last verse of this Matthew 7, and... Like I said, like I said before, I will not say everything perfectly. 
but I would encourage you to do your own study in this because guess what? This word right here is going to say everything better than I do. So I'm just trying to be the messenger for God. All right. So last little point here. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. You know, it's interesting. I think all of us heard this in school, but I don't think many of us realize that the golden rule is from the Bible. And it's right here. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. In this verse, we should really focus on, it, it's the whole giving and receiving thing. So if you want to be loved, you need to love others. If you want to be respected, you need to respect. And if you want to be encouraged, you need to encourage others. That's what Jesus is saying here. And even, and I'll read a verse from the judging others. Uh, so Matthew 7, 2 for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. It goes the same way with encouragement, with love, with anything. How you act to others, that's how you're going to, you know, that's how people will act towards you. So if you want to be loved, then love others. And even if you don't get that love from others, guess what? When you love others, God will see that and he'll be proud of you and he'll love you for it. So no matter what, and that's a that's the greatest commandment in the Bible is to love God, love others. So just keep that in your heart and in your minds uh, this week. And um, I said that was the last point, but I have a couple more. It doesn't matter who you are. You can ask God. So going back to the biggest point of my message so far, it, it really doesn't matter who you are. What, what you've done, you can ask God. He, he will always listen to you. And I've said this so many times, but I really want to stress this. You, if you ask God for a Lamborghini, I doubt he's going to give you a Lamborghini. But guess what? He will give you something. He will not give you nothing. He will give you something. And I don't know what he'll give you, but that's just something you have to ask him. So just it doesn't matter who you are. You, you could have gone to church your whole life. You could have never been, you've never been to church before. That's fine. And it's not that church is where you find salvation necessarily. Um, it's just kind of an image to give. But you could, okay, here, then let me change this. You could be a follower of God your whole life, or you could have never followed God in your life. You can still ask him. So just, I love this passage. I encourage you to, to look into it as well. And I'll, I'll read this. Um, scripture from Jeremiah and then I'll be done I promise <laughs> alright so Jeremiah 17 5-9 through nine. this is what the Lord says and I, I want to read the scripture so we because this really emphasizes how we need to lean on God if you ask God a lot that means you're leaning on him if you never go to God and you never ask him that means you're leaning on yourself and, you know, you're trying to take things in your own hands instead of asking God for help. So here we go. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, or mere humanity, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But... Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. 
Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. It never fails to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? So I want to leave you with that scripture just to think about. And just to kind of bring this all home, even though I've said that like five times, just ignore it, it's fine. (laughs) But in all seriousness, in all situations of life, in the good times and the bad times, we need to go to God. We need to ask Him when we don't know. We need to thank Him in all situations. We just need to rely on God. And it's something that is, uh, it's, it's really hard to do. But when we find ourselves doing it, we find that all that weight on our shoulders, you know, on our back that we've been carrying is just gone. The Lord wants us to take our problems. He wants us to take the things in our life and just say, here you go. It's all yours. And just a humbling thought to think about is, if it was not for God, we would not even be here. So as you go out this week, or even today if you listen to it, just just try to rely on God. Try to go to Him. Try to ask Him, or try to, sorry, try to go to Him more than you complain. And every time you complain, pray about it and see how that changes your life. So once again, thank you for listening. I know this was about 15 minutes. I know I probably didn't say everything right. <laughs> and I know I said like seven times that I would be done. But hey, God is using me and not everything's going to be perfect. But I'm glad that uh, that he's, he gave me the words to say. So if you want to study this, Matthew 7. And then the other passage was, was in Jeremiah 17. So thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day.